This is the Epilog audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast the artists we have had filmmakers writers critics programmers from some of the top film festivals musicians thinkers defining their combinatorial skills we at metaphysical lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences and also we have tied up with epilog media the podcasting network so you can find us on their website epilogmedia/theartists and of course you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from apple podcast to spotify to geosavan to google podcast everything is mentioned in the description and of course you can reach us uh, on the whatsapp number and our email id i'm your host suchita and i'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you what is lucid dreaming and what can it do for us as creators lucid dreaming is a state of entering your dream state while being conscious/aware of it many creators have used the state to enhance and tap their creativity many have used it to problem solve nikola tesla einstein dali james cameron wachowski brothers maker of the matrix leonardo dicaprio richard linklater chris nolan inception etc etc It is said about Tesla that his visualizations enabled him to conduct realistic dream experiments while he was wide awake in the lab. As a result, it is very tempting to suggest that in his virtual laboratory, Tesla functioned one level above the lucid dream state. He had the ability while being both physically and mentally awake to run complex visualizations internally with all the realism and automaticity of a lucid dream world. Salvador Dali used dream incubation techniques to pre-program his dream and produced many dream inspired works dali also pursued some forms of automatism as a way of inspiring new works straight from the unconscious however he eventually turned to a method he called critical paranoia state in which he could apparently cultivate delusion while maintaining sanity chris nolan the director we are so fond of mind his own lucid dreams to conceive inception and so our guest for today is robert vagoner robert wrote the acclaimed book lucid dreaming gateway to the inner self and co-authored lucid dreaming plain and simple both books are in audible kindle and cd formats his books have got translated into french german chinese korean czech finnish and other languages Robert has been the past president of the International Association for the Study of Dreams. He serves as co-editor of the online magazine The Lucid Dreaming Experience, the only magazine devoted specifically to lucid dreaming. A lucid dreamer since 1975, he has logged more than 1000 lucid dreams. Enjoy the conversation. Just to begin the whole conversation about lucid dreaming, it's something that i'm very fascinated about and because a podcast is in context with the artists we are going to be sort of uh, you know i'm going to be asking some questions related to lucid dreaming and how can artists benefit out of it so just to, just to begin the whole conversation robert how did you get interested in lucid dreaming so when i was in high school i was reading a book um by carlos castaneda and in the book his shamanic teacher suggested that he become in the aware in the dream state and 
I thought you can become aware in the dream state. You can become aware of dreaming while in the dream state. Mm -hmm. So th this was back in 1975 and the scientific evidence for lucid dreaming appeared in 1980. But mm -hmm. I, I read that book and I got interested. So I knew about the power of suggestion. So before sleep, I'd look at my hands and tell myself, tonight in my dreams, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. Tonight in my dreams, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. And I'd do that for five minutes and fall asleep. On the third night of doing that, I was walking through my high school hallway and all of a sudden my hands popped right in front of my face and I realized, oh, I'm dreaming, this is a dream. And it was so incredible to realize that those, those guys over there, they're dream figures. And this wall that seems so real and feels so cool and nubby, just like a concrete wall, it's, it's really dream stuff. And so that's how I got involved in lucid dreaming at a very early age. It sounds like Inception, the film, you know, dream within a dream. But, uh, but Robert, tell me, do you do you still sort of uh, the, uh, train yourself to get into the lucid states every night? Like you've been doing that for years now? Well, so um, at the very beginning, using my hands technique, I'd have probably one to four lucid dreams a month. Um, as I went along and learned some other techniques, I kept having more. And then, then I used a mindfulness technique that, that I basically created, and I got up to having 30 lucid dreams a month. But you have to realize that every night we have about five dreams. And, and so if you have 30, even if you have 30 uh, lucid dreams a month, that's only 20% of the dreams do you become lucid. But it takes a lot of effort to get to that level. For scientific purposes, a frequent lucid dreamer is a person who has one lucid dream a month. And so that means there's probably 149 that are non-lucid. Oh my God! Okay, so so you so you're saying we every night we have five lucid dreams, and of course we uh, we not we not we we're not aware about it. Yeah, every night we have five uh, normal dreams or regular dreams uh, for the most part, and uh, and and you're right. Uh, for most of us, we just accept whatever happens. We just go along with it. We don't really have any lucid awareness. We're not aware. Hey, this is a dream. We just go along with it. Right. Would you, for our listeners, define what a lucid dreaming is? Yeah, so a lucid dream is any dream in which you realize within the dream that you're dreaming. You know this is a dream. Um, for example, when I was like 10 or 11 years old, I remember my very first spontaneous lucid dream. Um, I was in the library of the town that I live in, and I saw a little dinosaur walking through the book stacks. And even as a 10 or 11 year old kid, I realized, wait a second, dinosaurs are extinct. How can this be? And then I realized, oh, this must be a dream. And then I thought, well, if this is a dream, then I can wake up. And I told myself to wake up and I woke up. So I, that was my very first spontaneous lucid dream. But it was only when I got into high school that I realized you could do many more things with lucid dreaming and even access creativity. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, uh, and of course, I read this on the website saying that uh, it's metacognition, it's awareness of awareness. How, how do you define that? Yeah, so, so metacognition would be awareness of being aware. Mm -hmm. that, that when you become lucidly aware, you realize, oh, I thought this was real a moment ago, but now I realize that this is actually a dream creation. That those figures over there, they're dream figures. 
and that I'm in a dream setting. I'm not in my home or my city or a bus or whatever. So you're aware of being aware. And once you're aware of being aware, then you can begin to make choices. You can decide what you want to do. You can act uh, with volition. But, but I, don't, I don't tell people that they control the entire lucid dream because you're actually relating to your unconscious or subconscious mind. And so actually lucid dreaming is about more aware relating to your unconscious mind because you can go up to a dream figure and ask him, who are you? What do you represent? And oftentimes that dream figure will tell you exactly who it is and what it represents. So lucid dreaming is a type of metacognition. You're aware of being aware in that special state. So, so you're saying that you're more aware of your unconscious mind and uh, you can, uh, in fact, you can ask someone, whoever is in your dream, and then you will get an answer in return. That, that, that's right. Um, as I talk about in my books, uh, mm. oftentimes a new lucid dreamer would, a beginning lucid dreamer would go up to a dream figure and say, do you know I'm dreaming you? And then sometimes the dream figure responds, how do you know I'm not dreaming you? Mm. And then, then the lucid dreamer might say, well, look, I can fly. And then the dream figure will say, well, look, I can fly too. And so, so those kind of things occur in lucid dreams where oftentimes you realize that you're actually relating to uh, portions of your unconscious or subconscious mind. And, and if you're smart, you'll, you'll relate to them with greater awareness and, and not just uh, treat them in a, in a non-thoughtful way. Uh, you know, Robert, I have been sort of reading a lot in terms of uh, uh, the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind and how artists can tap in their subconscious minds and they can come up with something fantastic in terms of creativity. I heard of Einstein tapping and actually coming to know about uh, you know the relativity theory in his dreams. Dali used to dream about his paintings in his dreams. A lot of a lot of great artists have been using their dreams to work on their creativity. And then I've also heard about how one can reprogram their subconscious mind and change their programming to get the desired outcome in the physical world. Would you relate this to dreams in the sense that can we connect the three together? Well, there's there's a lot of uh, historical reports of inventors and artists and musicians who came to their creativity in the dream state. Um, you know, even some of the Beatles uh, reported that some of their music came to them in the dream state mm. and they woke up and wrote down the lyrics or wrote down the music. Mm. And, and of course, there's a lot of inventors, Nobel Prize winners who discovered things by paying attention in their dreams and then waking up and realizing that it solved the problem. So there's also been uh, scientific research on this area as well. Mm. Uh, they'll, they'll give a set of college students uh, in a math class a very difficult problem, but it requires a creative solution. So they'll give one group the problem and then ask them to go to sleep and come back the next morning and solve the problem. And the other group, they'll give it to them and have them come back in eight or nine hours and ask them to solve the problem. Mm. And the group that's allowed to fall asleep and dream, they're, they're two to three times more likely to come back with the correct solution versus the other group who are given eight or nine hours of waking time. Mm. 
-hmm. So there's something about uh, sleep and dreaming that helps us uh, access creativity and develop new uh, new associations and all. So, so dreaming is a wonderful way to access your creative mind and lucid dreaming is even better because you're aware and then you can decide to, to actually directly access creativity while you're consciously aware in the dream state. So consciously uh, accessing your creativity is lucid dreaming. But so, so you're saying that all these creators were consciously doing, uh, accessing their creativity while, while they were dreaming? They were conscious about no, it? No, no. I, I'm saying that, that regular dreaming naturally helps us access creativity. Not all the time. And it just happens when it happens. But in a lucid dream where you can influence and all, where you can direct it, then you can do so directly. So, so here's an example. Mm. Uh, there, in my first book, I talked about an artist. Uh, he would become lucidly aware, and he would announce, now show me the most amazing art I can create. And suddenly on the wall next to him, all of a sudden art would appear. And he would examine examine the art, find three or four pieces that he really liked. He'd memorize them. Then he'd wake up in the morning and he would paint those. And he said they were always his best sellers. He, he said he didn't he didn't understand why, but he would ask for creativity to to appear. Right. Other people, other people have used it to solve uh, programming problems when they do yes. software. Yes. Yes. And so so people would use it to access their inner creativity in the lucid dream state directly. So, of course, all this, you know, trying to get access to the creativity is actually the play of accessing the subconscious mind? Well, it's, it's one way, uh, because the, the beautiful thing about lucid dreaming is you're already aware within the dream state. And so scientists call it a hybrid state of consciousness because you're consciously aware within the subconscious or unconscious mind. And so now it's a hybrid state because both these states are active at the same time. And that's why in a lucid dream, you can immediately, if you know how to go about it, you can immediately begin to access creativity. And, and it's utterly profound, uh, the creativity that you can experience. Right. Right. But Robert, tell me the most difficult part you've been trying. I have been trying to get into uh, lucid dreaming, being aware while we get into the dreams. But... You know, there's a moment when, you know, uh, that microsecond of a time when you are awake and then you fall to sleep and then you sleep, you know, you, you just lose that consciousness at that point. How would you suggest you, what are the techniques that one can do to access lucid dreaming? So, so you can do a simple technique like I did uh, mm -hmm. that, that I developed when I was very young. So each night before you go to sleep, just look at the palms of your hands hmm. while softly repeating in, in your mind, tonight in my dreams, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. Tonight in my dreams, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. And you do that for five or six minutes, and then you fall asleep. And normally what will happen, you'll be walking somewhere in the dream, and suddenly your hands will pop right in front of your face. Or you'll see yourself climbing a ladder and see your hands and you'll think, wait a second, my hands. Oh, this is a dream. And at that moment, you can become lucidly aware. So that's a simple technique that I teach a lot of beginners uh, here. But you can also just use the power of suggestion. Just tell yourself, tonight in my dreams, I'll be more critically aware. 
And when I notice something strange, I'll realize this is a dream. So tonight in my dreams, I'll be more critically aware. And when I notice something strange, I'll realize this is a dream. So those would be two easy ways of helping yourself uh, have a lucid dream. In fact, I, I'm sure there's some of the listeners to this uh, program who uh, tonight, they're, they're going to have their first lucid dream. They'll notice something strange and they'll think, wait a second, how can this be? Oh, this must be a dream. Mm. So, of course, when I'm saying this, that tonight I'm going to be seeing my hand. So I'm saying this to my subconscious mind. Well, so that's what you realize is when you see your hands pop up in the dream state, hmm. you'll realize that there's a, the unconscious picked up your suggestion and, and is showing it to you. There's a famous hypnotherapist uh, that lived here in the United States, hmm. uh, Milton Erickson, and he said, the unconscious is always soliciting. Yeah. The unconscious is always listening. So that's why in many respects, when you look at your hands and tell yourself, tonight in my dreams, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. Yeah. You're, in a way, you're playing a game with your unconscious mind. You're asking it to show you, you the hands in the dream state. And then when, when that happens, you realize you're dreaming. So it's kind of a game you're playing with your unconscious mind. Yes, Robert, uh, because also have been we've had episodes earlier uh, where we have spoken about tapping the theta, the beta, the alpha, the stages of the brain waves. And they say that, you know, once you get into the theta state, you have uh, free access to your unconscious mind. Now, while I was reading about lucid dreaming and while I was reading about, you know, tapping the brain waves, the theta states, it was it's it was like polar opposites. It was coming like when you are sleeping, you're in the REM state and when you're in a non-REM state. So lucid, lucid dreaming happens in the REM state, your rapid, rapid eye movement state. And the theta tapping actually happens when you are absolutely quiet and still and, uh, you know, uh, your brain waves are at the minimal. So uh, are the two somehow sort of connected or are they polar opposites? Well, there's a lot of uh, scientific research on dreams and lucid dreams as well. Hmm. Um, lucid dreams can occur at any stage of the sleeping process. Mm -hmm. In fact, some people have developed techniques that they call wake-initiated lucid dreams, where you move from the waking state directly into a lucid dream. Wow. And, and so there's different ways of approaching this. But, but, but normally in a lucid dream, um, normally you're in a gamma wave state, mm -hmm. and uh, oftentimes you know, that's connected with attention and memory and, and kind of perceptual uh, perception. But, but uh, I, I don't myself worry too much about the various uh, neurophysiological characteristics. If you can access creativity in theta, great. If you can access even more creativity in lucid dreaming, even greater. Uh, I just um, look where the uh, greatest activity is, is accessible. So, both, so both, both, both are the ways to access your creativity and... Uh, why are your, your unconscious mind or your subconscious mind both are possible so both of them the common connection between the theta and the lucid dreaming is the unconscious mind well i think uh what lucid dreaming is a deeper level of the unconscious mind okay. because you become aware within the dream state mm. um, in fact the uh, buddhist dream yoga that uses lucid dreaming as one of its primary 
techniques. Um, they say that an action performed at the level of lucid dreaming is seven times more powerful than one performed at the waking state mm. because you're already at this deep level of consciousness in the lucid dream and therefore your actions are more powerful. Right. So, uh, so tell me, Robert, besides the beginner's level, if somebody wants to get deeper into it, uh, what are the best ways to approach it? Well, so lucid dreaming is actually a, a long journey. And, and that's why uh, people like myself write books and, <laughs> and give 30 uh, day online workshops and all. Right. But lucid dreaming will actually teach you how to be a better lucid dreamer. Uh, you, you'll actually learn. But I, I, will, I will tell you that on my journey into lucid dreaming, uh, one thing I discovered and one reason I call my first book Lucid Dreaming Gateway to the Inner Self is that in a lucid dream, you can actually reach out to your inner self. And, and the way you do it is in a lucid dream, you know it's a dream, you ignore the dream figures, you ignore the dream setting, and you just ask a question to your unconscious mind or your larger awareness. For example, you might ask, hey, dream, show me something important for me to see. And sometimes when you do that, everything in the dream will change. And now you'll be looking at an entirely new scene of something important. I remember one time asking the dream, hey, dream, show me my life as if it was a painting. And suddenly in the sky above me is a painting that's 30 meters long and, and 10 meters high. That, that's my life. And it was created in less than a second by my unconscious mind. And it was incredible just to see all the creativity. So that's why I call my first book, Lucid Dreaming Gateway to the Inner Self, because I teach people, not only can you interact with the dream figures and all, but you can ignore them and interact with the awareness behind the dream. Right. So in the sense that you can use it for problem solving, whatever you're facing in your external world, you can use uh, you can channelize your inner world and ask them to solve it for you. Well, there's definitely things you can do to help uh, solve problems. There's already some uh, therapists who use lucid dreaming to help people overcome recurring nightmares. Mm -hmm. They teach them to become lucidly aware within one nightmare and just change one thing. And the result is that they stop having nightmares. So, so already psychotherapists are beginning to see the potential of lucid dreaming to resolve nightmares. And also from lucid dreamers, I know they've taken care of phobias, you know, fear of heights or fear of water or fear of snakes or fear of public speaking. And so there's a lot of ways that you can actually use lucid dreaming uh, to, to heal yourself emotionally. Robert, I was reading about it again, uh, that the first time we heard about lucid dreaming was uh, via Aristotle's On Dreams. Uh, would you like to sort of have uh, talk about uh, it in a few words or lines? Right. So, so Aristotle, um, um, 23, 2400 years ago, yeah. he, he wrote that sometimes he'd have a dream where he would meet a friend, but he knew that it wasn't truly his friend, it was just a dream figure. It was a projection of his own mind. And so you can tell by those writings that he was consciously aware in some of his dreams that he was dreaming. Mm -hmm. And then are, are you saying that we actually came to know about this or we started talking about lucid dreaming from Aristotle? It came from him? No, um, actually, uh, if you look into it, um, um, there's 
the Buddhist dream yoga practice has probably been going on for, for almost 2,000 years. Uh, in Sufism, it's been going on since the 11th century. Um, I, I think there's shamanic people who say that they've been having a lucid dreaming tradition that's been going on for thousands of years. Right. So, so uh, it, it's interesting. There was a study in Germany of school children. And so a researcher went to a school and studied 394 school children ages 8 to 19. And what she found was that even 20% of the 8-year-olds had already had a spontaneous lucid dream. Mm. And a group of school children, a little bit more than 50%, had already had a spontaneous lucid dreams. So lucid dreaming is something that's been happening spontaneously probably since... Um, Men became aware, but uh, but you're right. Historically, it it shows up about uh, 2,500 years ago in the written records. Right, and uh, would you like to talk a bit about Carlos Castaneda's book, The Art of Dreaming? Carlos Castaneda, he was a graduate student in anthropology in UCLA. Mm -hmm. um, in the early 1960s, he decided to go to the desert areas of Arizona and try to meet a shaman who would teach him about psychoactive substances like peyote and all. And he meets this shaman, Don Juan, who begins to teach him about many other things and often about perception. And in the books, uh, he was the one who suggested that you could find your hands in the dream state and become aware. But there wasn't a technique, and so that's why as a teenager I had to develop my own technique mm -hmm. of looking at my hands. Where I went to sleep, but um, but yeah, he uh, kind of got people interested in the topic, and but the scientific evidence didn't appear until 1980 uh, through the work of Stephen Laverge at yeah. Stanford University, hmm. and separately through Keith Hearn at Hall University. Right, and of course there is a, there's a mention about the shifting consciousness, shifting awareness. Uh, via lucid dreaming where you can even get into an OBE that's out of body experience. Right. I think what uh, lucid dreaming shows us is that actually um, if you can change your focus, uh, mm. you can move your your consciousness to different states of awareness. And so an OBE would be different than a lucid dream. A lucid dream is realizing within a dream that you're dreaming. Hmm. Uh, but some people say they have OBEs, like they'll have a heart attack, and then they'll find themselves uh, floating above their body, looking at the doctors, trying to get them to come back to life. That would be an out-of-body experience. But a lucid dream, of course, is realizing within a dream that you're dreaming. Would you like to sort of talk a bit about your book in terms of uh, how can we use it uh, in our everyday experience? Right. So, so I think the beautiful thing is that lucid dreaming allows us to explore an experiment. You can explore an experiment within the dream state. You can see how the unconscious or the subconscious mind works, how it functions. You, you can see uh, um, that there's this awareness behind the dream, that there's this larger awareness. But it, in my book, um, I kind of take people deeper into how the lucid dream state works. Because one thing I want to help you understand is that lucid dreaming is not a steady state. Um, let's say you become, there's a knock at the door, and you open the door, and it's Tom Cruise. And you think, wait a second, what's Tom Cruise doing at my door? This is a dream. And so 
if you become too excited at that moment, you'll wake up, you'll pop out of the lucid dream. But I tell people you have to stay calm, look at your hands, look at the floor, stay calm, and you'll stay in the lucid dream. Then what I suggest is that you have to maintain your awareness that you're in a lucid dream. Because what will happen is you'll go exploring and it'll just seem so real and incredible that you'll forget that it's a dream and you'll just go back to regular dreaming. So those are some of the problems that beginning lucid dreamers have because it's not a steady state of awareness. You have to kind of train your mind to realize that you're dreaming. But as you go deeper, you realize again that that it's relating to the unconscious mind. Because in a lucid dream, when I open a door, I don't know what's going to be on the other side. Or when I walk down the street and turn the corner, I'll see what my unconscious mind has put there. It might be a temple, it might be um, uh, anything. So you just never know what your unconscious mind is going to do, and so you have to begin to relate to it. But the beautiful thing is, you also see the power of belief and expectations. And so in a lucid dream, if I believe that it's easy to fly, or if I believe that gravity doesn't exist in a lucid dream, then I can fly like Superman. But if I believe that it's going to be hard to fly, or I believe that I have to uh, swim through the air like a swimming person, then it becomes very hard and tiring. So you realize that all you have to do is switch your beliefs and expectations, and then extraordinary things can happen. But you realize that you're limited by your thinking. And so you begin to expand your thinking, let go of limiting beliefs, and it becomes more and more extraordinary. And then I think when you get to the stage of interacting with the awareness behind the dream, uh, that, that's when you realize that the creativity is just extraordinary because you'll begin to see things that you never consciously have thought of. You'll see uh, solutions to problems that never would have occurred to you consciously. But when you, when you ask the larger awareness for its advice, it, it'll show you just extraordinary things. So, so it, it's truly a profound path. It's, it takes a lot of work. You have to use mindfulness and all, to, and you have to you know, uh, do all this before sleep uh, in order to have lucid dreams. But if you get on the path, I think you'll see how extraordinary it can be. So uh, just to sort of get into this question, um, uh, it, it could be a hypothetical question or it could be something that's already happening and we are not aware about it. But just talking about spiritually, there is they say that there's non-duality, there is one consciousness. So just putting it across that if, if I am sort of able to tap into a larger consciousness... Uh, where are my dreams? Do you do you say that? Uh, do you think that you know somebody else who's who, who's tapping the same dream can uh, you know or who's tapping the the, the the dream can come into the same state of awareness slash consciousness? Well, the lucid dreaming is truly extraordinary, mm-hmm. and so so here would be an example of uh, of resolving this for yourself. Mm. What I suggest is that a person become lucidly aware, they stabilize the lucid dream, and -hmm. then they begin to meditate within the lucid dream. Mm -hmm. So I remember the first time I meditated within a lucid dream, I began to empty my mind. 
and I'll tell you, within 15 or 30 seconds, I, I got to a totally transcendent place. So, so it'll show you just how quickly uh, just meditating in a lucid dream by emptying your mind. Mm. Now, there's other forms of meditation. Some lucid dreamers have said that they've become lucidly aware. They decided to meditate, and they would begin to chant a mantra. Mm. And then they say that it's like a thousand others are chanting the mantra all around them. So mm. They can feel vibration uh, happening around them. But it's, it's truly profound how deep this can go. Now, in, in my first book, I tell how after 20 years of lucid dreaming, I decided I wanted to go beyond lucid dreaming because I could see that a dream, a lucid dream, and even waking was a co-created experience of mm. my beliefs, expectations, focus, myself, and also my larger awareness. So I wanted to go beyond lucid dreaming. Mm. And that's when um, I'd fall asleep and the entire night would be nothing but blue light. There was mm. no no action, no symbol, no plot, just blue light. Uh, and I remember being stunned the first time it happened because um, I, I I had never read anything that suggested something like that would happen. And and one one of the nights it happened, I, I went down to the breakfast table the next morning, and my wife asked me, "What what's happening to you?" Mm. I said, "Well, I, I'm. I why do you, why do you ask me that?" And she said, last night I looked at your face and, and you were asleep. And she said, I've never seen a person in such bliss before. Mm. What's happening? Mm. And that was one of the nights uh, of the blue light dreams. And it, in my book, I go more into the story of, of what keeps happening. But but it wasn't until years later that, that I realized that in Buddhist traditions, of dream yoga and, and other traditions, um, the ultimate goal is to come to the clear light of awareness by awareness itself, kind of a non-dual, one consciousness um, uh, realization. And so, so it's that's how truly profound lucid dreaming can be. But again, it's a long path, and what you realize as you go down the path is your fear is what keeps you from growing. Right. All of us stay in our comfort zone. But to get out of our comfort zone, we have to face our fears and resolve them. And and so, for example, let, let's say in a lucid dream that you meet an angry dog. Mm. And you know it's a dream figure, but still it's an angry dog and it's growling at you. It looks like it's going to bite you. But if, if you have enough awareness, you can send it love and compassion and understanding. And suddenly that angry dog will shrink down to, to a, a happy dog. Or it'll, it'll shrink down and become a butterfly and fly away. So is the dog and, a reflection of you? And so that's when you realize that when the dream figure changes, when you change your mind about mm. it, then you realize that, oh, it's a projection of my mind. That was some aspect of my mind. And so, so that's how you learn to go deeper into lucid dreaming. Instead of running away from the dog or fighting the dog, you realize, wait a second, this is somehow connected to me. And then you send it what it lacks. If it lacks love, if it needs love, you send it that. And then you watch it change. So th this is how lucid dreaming shows you the nature of the mind. Because in most dreams, we don't have awareness. We just go along with whatever happens. But in a lucid dream, we can think about it. And by thinking about it and thinking about how to respond, we, we can change. We can change things. Steps to understand. And then we can change the things. But Robert... 
have you sort of analyzed your own growth uh, in the path in this path of understanding and getting to lucid dreaming what is the growth graph like how do i measure that now i'm now i'm in the right path and i'm i'm going deeper into it so so um it i would say it comes in stages of uh, first you teach yourself to become lucidly aware and stabilize the lucid dream mm-hmm. so just maintain your focus and stay within the lucid dream mm-hmm. you, you don't you don't try to do the big stuff until you, you you become good at stabilizing then you realize the importance of your own beliefs and expectations your focus and intent so for example if you believe um that you can or if you expect to fly through the wall easily in a lucid dream you fly right through it but if you fly up to the wall and expect to have trouble you'll bounce off the wall even though it's made of dream stuff and so you begin to see that the lucid dream reflects back to you your mind it reflects back to you your beliefs and expectations and so that's when you become even more mindfully aware of your beliefs and expectations and your focus and intent and and so so you begin to realize that you exist within a kind of mental projection and if you want to change things the problem isn't out there the issue is your mind you have to change your mind in order to change the reflected reality around you and so that's the beautiful thing about lucid dreaming and then you realize that oh if you're going to grow you have to confront your fears and resolve them and you keep going and you confront your fears and resolve them and keep growing and growing and then sometimes the lucid dream will even show you your limiting beliefs the things that are keeping keeping you from growing so for example an artist might actually be afraid of success mm. what if they success and people you know were taking their photo all the time and wouldn't leave them alone and they didn't have any peace and quiet and and so in a lucid dream you might meet your fear of success in fact in my books i tell people if you're being chased like a nightmare and you realize this is a dream then you should turn around and you should ask those figures who are you what do you represent and oftentimes that's what you'll hear you'll hear i represent your fear of this or i represent your fear of that mm-hmm. this is what carl jung called the, the shadow yes which the denied ignored repressed aspects of the self mm-hmm. but in a dream you can ask them who are you what do you represent and you'll hear exactly and sometimes it's so incredible when the dream figures reveal what they represent because then you realize oh this is an issue that i have to work on mm. so uh, so that's how fantastic this can be and you keep going and but again it's a long process but to access creativity that's relatively simple stabilize the lucid dream ignore the dream figures hey dream When I go into that next room, let me hear the most incredible music I can create. Mm. Or hey dream, when I go into that next room, show me the most incredible artwork that I could create. I I remember going to a dream conference uh, where they had a dream art showing and this one gentleman had this wonderful piece of artwork and he said it occurred to him in a lucid dream. And so I found him uh, at the dream conference and I asked him, "Tell me about this." And so he told me the lucid dream. And then I said, "Well, what was it like to paint this?" And he said, "That's the incredible thing. It only took me half the time as a normal painting." Mm. He said, "He said it was like my body, like I had already done it because because in the lucid dream I saw it." And so he said it just happened so quickly. It just 
he said he's never had such an easy time with a painting before, and, and it was an incredible piece of art. So, so that's how beautiful lucid dreaming is. It allows you just to directly access your larger awareness and its creativity. And, and, and so that's why I think lucid dreaming is so important seeing in the lucid dream state. Right, that, that's brilliant. Robert, tell me this. Tell me this, and I have been struggling with this myself uh, when it comes to meditation and when it comes to sort of, you know, accessing your larger awareness. You mentioned as you got down deep and you could feel the energy. So how do you know that you are going down deep? Well, I, I think this might vary for everybody. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes you'll come out of meditation and you'll think, boy, that, you know, that was really uh, something. And you think maybe five minutes passed and you look at the clock and 30 minutes have passed. Right. Or, 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 or sometimes you, you, you'll, you'll, just, you'll just feel that you're at a different level of awareness. And it's, it's a little bit hard to... Uh, to really describe, but you just have an inner knowing that you've you've reached in a different stage. So, so that, that but that, I would say that's a tough one because there's all types of meditation. There's some people chant, some people visualize, some people empty their minds, some people follow the breath, and and so I, I think you're going to have different kind of uh, experiences depending upon the type of meditation practice that you have learned. Right. So it's, it's something that 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 sort of I need to figure out myself that how. Uh, how deep one is going in their meditation or not going at all you know it's it that measurement is coming out to be tough that you know where do you stand in your meditation graph so but but tell me robert can i set you know do we need to set a timing for lucid medit- uh, for lucid dreaming do i need to or can i just be like in the middle of the day you know say i'm going to be sort of dozing off and tapping well, that's that's a wonderful question. Um, scientifically, re- researchers have shown that that you're most have a lucid dream in the later part of your sleep cycle, and, and so throughout the night, uh, normally your dreams will get longer and longer uh, throughout the night. And so you're most likely. But but here's what some people do. There's a technique called the wake back to bed technique. And so, so what they'll do, they'll, they'll get up about two hours before they normally wake up. So they get up about two hours early. And then for 15 or 30 minutes, they'll, they'll read about lucid dreaming or think about lucid dreaming. And then they'll turn off the light and fall asleep with the intent to have a lucid dream. And, and so for, for a lot of people, this uh, increases their likelihood of having a lucid dream by like five times. And and so also you'll see this sometimes in some um, spiritual traditions where monks wake up at four o'clock in the morning and they begin to meditate. And, and oftentimes I think if you wake at four o'clock in the morning and begin to meditate, uh, that then you'll find naturally in some of the meditations that you've actually entered over into a lucid dream and, and you realize that, oh, I'm in a I'm in a meadow or I'm on a boat. How did I get here? Oh, this is a dream. And you become lucidly aware. So that, that, that's how some people go about it. But you can also, uh, when you spontaneously waken in the middle of the night, as you fall asleep, you can also do a counting technique, like one, this is a dream, two, this is a dream, three, this is a dream. Sometimes you'll get to 27, this is a dream, 
and you'll realize that a dream has formed around you and, and that you're lucidly aware. So, so there's different techniques of doing it, but a lot of them are, are best done at, at four or five in the morning when you spontaneously awaken. Right, four or five in the morning, and okay, okay. So just to wrap up things, Robert, uh, a couple of things that you know, uh, you know. Suppose tonight, if I'm going to sort of, as I'm going to go and sleep, what is it that I can do uh, to make sure that I am tapping my lucid dreaming? So, so here's what I would suggest. Hmm. So tonight, before you go to sleep, um, uh, imagine that the entire day is on a canvas in front of you and, and then paint it over with white. Erase the entire canvas of the day. So you're getting rid of the day residue. Right. And then as you focus, tell yourself, tonight my dreams, I'm going to be much more aware. And when I notice something strange, I'll realize I'm dreaming. And just repeat that over and over and you're just making it your intent uh, before you go to sleep. Tonight my dreams, I'll be much more aware, and when I notice something strange, I'll realize I'm dreaming. And, and so it might take you a number of nights, but if you do this each night before you go to sleep, um, one of those nights you're going to notice something strange. You know, you'll notice the Queen of England walking across the street or going by in a taxi or whatever, and mm. you'll think, what is she doing in our town? And right. then you realize, oh, that's too strange. This has to be a dream. So, so uh, and then, of course, you want to stay calm. Tell yourself to calm down or look at the floor. Stay calm. Maintain your focus every 15 or 30 seconds. Tell yourself, this is a dream. I'm dreaming this. And then you can explore or do whatever you want to do. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to try doing that today and try and see if I can tap my, consciously get into my dreams tonight. And, and, and of course, uh, if one wants to get into an advanced state gradually, then you know, they can get on your 30-day online program as well, connect with you on your website. Am I right? That's right. That's right. I, I have uh, some of the programs that are self-paced and you listen to the videos and do the practices and, and go along and, uh, and also th there's lots of different ways. And, and I, I do want to wish everyone the best because w when you do become aware within the dream, then you truly have a way of accessing deeper levels of creativity. And I, I think that's what the world needs is deeper levels of creativity to help us understand the problems that we're facing, to help us bring more, more beauty and uh, light into this world. So guys, I'm going to be tapping into my lucid dreaming today. Let's see how far I get. Uh, let us know what you guys think about the episode. I'm really kicked about this one. Uh, and if you wish to check out Robert's uh, online magazine, The Lucid Dreaming Experience, you can go online and check that as well. And you can catch his acclaimed book, Lucid Dreaming, Get to the Inner Self. So that's it, friends, for this episode. Do let us know what you think about it. And um, the COVID count is increasing, as you all are aware about that. So be careful, take care, and count your blessings always.